Hello, everybody, and welcome to Don't Burst My Bubble with me, your host, Josh Ascroft. In today's episode of the show, I'm going to be very briefly talking about the games that happened yesterday, but for the most part today, I think I'm just going to be giving my take on all of the teams so far um, and how they performed in the first round, how I see the ends of these first round series going, and what we can look for for sort of all of these teams in the future, not only if they are remaining in the playoffs, but also outside of it. So without further ado, let's get right into things. This is Don't Burst My Bubble. Okay, so to kick things off, for for today's games, uh, nothing too much to worry about in terms of injuries other than the, the biggest thing to note is obviously that ankle injury that Luka Doncic suffered in uh, the game on Friday night against the Clippers. As of right now, he is listed as questionable for this game against the Clippers with coach Rick Carlisle stating that it will likely be a game-time decision. It appeared to be a very minor ankle sprain uh, with Luka being able to walk on it. He hasn't done any practice since that game. He has done exercises for it, stretching, that sort of thing. Luka will definitely want to play in the game, but the Mavericks sort of have to decide whether it's worth him risking uh, aggravating that injury more when he's their franchise corner piece moving forward. It's really whether they think they can win the game today or not is is going to be the game-time decision, because if they think they do, I think they'll play him, but if not, then I think that you wouldn't want to take that risk. So that's going to be a game-time decision, so look out for that. If the Mavericks don't have him, I see a win being unlikely, but that being said, when we've had a couple of games through the regular season that Luka didn't play in, sometimes the Mavs tended to surprise people. I think that that kind of lets people let their guard down when Luka isn't out on the floor, and sometimes that lets guys like Porzinga shine, and he's able to sort of dominate with the rest of the crew that the Mavericks have put together. So we'll see on that one. Hopefully he's playing, though, because that'll make for another really entertaining game in that series. So to briefly talk about the games that happened yesterday, the Bucks beat the Magic, no surprise there, 121-107. to The Bucks are looking better. Giannis rounding into form nicely. Uh, continues to have great performances. For Pacers Heat, the Heat go up 3-0. I think it's looking more and more likely that that's just going to be a sweep, uh, which is which is strange because all of these games have actually been really competitive between Miami and Indiana. It just so happens that I think Miami closed the games better. I think that they have uh, better guys for those last few minutes of games. Uh, I feel more confident giving the ball to jimmy butler um in the last two minutes of any of those games than i would with any of the guys on on the indiana roster despite the definite talent they have there so likely the heat will go on to sweep uh rockets thunder it it looked like the rockets were going to walk away with another win but the thunder managed to close the gap what happened in this game was the rockets didn't shoot the ball well from three they only shot 30 percent from the three-point line And as we've discussed on this podcast, that is the guess that the Rockets are making every game with this small ball lineup. It's we're going to shoot the three ball better than you. We're going to run it faster. We're going to be able to put up more three-point shots than you. And either they're going to go in and we're going to blow you out, or it's going to end up being a really close game if we we don't do that. 
And that's what happened here. We know how good the Thunder are in clutch moments, the best clutch team in the NBA during the regular season. And it also didn't help matters that going into overtime, James Harden picked up his sixth foul. And from that point, without Russell Westbrook there too, the the Rockets' offense fell apart without Harden there as well. He He's also been their key defensive piece, strangely enough, over um, the first few games of this series and since the restart began. So nothing too much to take away there. Honestly, I think that while I like this Thunder team a lot, I still think that Houston will probably win this series in five. Um, having seen what they're capable of just with James Harden on the floor, not even with Russell Westbrook, I'm feeling better and better about the Rockets' chances of making either the Western Conference Finals or the Finals itself. So more to, more to look forward to on that series, but I think likely Russell Westbrook continues to sit. And I think as long as James Harden doesn't get into foul trouble and uh, shoots the ball a little bit better, then I think likely the Rockets walk away winning 4-1. to one. And finally, for Lakers-Blazers, another great performance by the Lakers, ending up walking away with a victory, 116-108. to 108. And this is the first real look we've seen from playoff LeBron James. He's back, he's ready to play. He must have heard my episode where I talked about him only having 10 points and that being his third lowest point total in any playoff game of his career. So he decided to show up last night and had 38 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists. Anthony Davis also put up 29, 11, and 8. So a very impressive performance there. Once again, no one else really stepping up on uh, the Lakers' side of the ball, on offense at least. Couple of open looks getting knocked down, but Kuzma continues to disappoint with just a 7.6 rebound performance in his 23 minutes out on the floor. But a really good defensive uh, run by the Lakers throughout this game. The Blazers kept in it for, for the whole game, hats off to them, but it never felt like the Lakers were going to lose. It felt like for every four or five points that the Trailblazers could catch up, the Lakers would then go on a 7 8 point run and just continued to to stretch out the lead. Dame had 34, 7, and 5. CJ had 28, 8, and 4. They had 20 from Melo. But it just wasn't enough. With, with the level of defense that the Lakers are now playing, they also just dominated the paint. Anthony Davis was so good last night, and LeBron James continued to work so well as a facilitator that Anthony Davis was just able to clean up it's despite the fact that the Lakers were awful from the three-point line. They shot just 10 for 30. Admittedly, the Trailblazers didn't do much better, shooting just 12 for 35. But really, the way that the Lakers were able to dominate the paint was in the sense that they were able to get to the free-throw line just a ridiculous amount. They went to the free-throw line 43 times in comparison to the 19 that the Trailblazers went. And this is where the game was really decided. Anthony Davis and LeBron were able to get to the free throw line. They only made 65% of them, which is really bad. And doesn't bode well for uh, late game situations uh, further through the playoffs. 28 for 43 for the Lakers. The Blazers went 18 for 19 from free throw uh, from the charity stripe. That's 95%. So you think that... If the Blazers got a couple more opportunities there, maybe they would have been able to hang in that one. But they just don't have the capability of getting to the line in the same way. While Damian Lillard is really good on the drive, he doesn't get to the free throw line nearly as much as guys like 
James Harden or Luka Doncic. It just doesn't happen. Maybe it's because of his size, not quite able to initiate contact in exactly the same way. I don't know. But the Lakers ended up walking away with that win. They're now up 2-1. I've changed my tune, I think, on the Blazers. After the injury to Zach Collins, I think that that's significant. Not that he was a particularly high-profile scorer for them, but he absolutely had big minutes. The Blazers just don't have what it takes on defense right now. If LeBron is going to continue to show up like this, Anthony Davis really has no match on the Blazers. There's no one to really defend him efficiently. I think the Lakers will likely win in six now. I think it's going to be 4-2 Lakers. Okay, so let's talk about what's going on in all of these series overall. So we'll start with Magic Bucks. Despite the fact that the Magic got off to that tremendous 1-0 lead, the Bucks now sit 2-1. Not much more to talk about on this series. The Magic were lucky to get away with a win. Uh, the Bucks, it looked like for for that loss that the Bucks took, it was a lot of trying out different rotations. Mike Budenholzer not being totally happy with everything that was going on on the court. Didn't look like they were taking it, not even seriously, but it was like they... It was just like they didn't know what was going on yet. It looked like they were still figuring themselves out, which is strange for a team that had such a solid identity through the regular season, but looks like they found that identity again now. Um, Miami leading 3-0, as I said. I think they're likely going to sweep. Celtic Sixers. Celtics sit up 3-0. I think that they're going to end up sweeping today. I think that while Joel talked about the fact that he didn't want to... Um, he didn't want to be swept. He didn't want that on his resume. I don't think he has much of a choice at this point. I think the Sixers team is completely defeated. When you go down 3-0, you know that's essentially an impossibility to come back from to go on to win the next four games in a row against the Celtics team that's just better than them. They, they're more talented, especially without Ben Simmons on the floor. No one to guard their good wing players efficiently. I think the Celtics walk away with the sweep today. And I think by next week, Brett Brown is fired. And we're going to start hearing trade rumors circulating for the likes of Al Horford, Tobias Harris, and Joel and Ben Simmons. So very intriguing to see what's going to happen to the 76ers this offseason. But I think likely the, um, the Celtics complete the sweep today. Raptors Nets. Raptors up 3-0. They're the better team. They look fantastic. Great defensive performances. Uh, the, the Nets have put up really good fights, and I think that they have a really plucky young group of guys to go along with all their veteran players who didn't play in the bubble. Joe Harris, of course, left. Raptors in four, they're going to walk away with that sweep today also. Nuggets-Jazz, curiously enough, the Jazz up 2-1 at this point. So really, this is a must-win game for the Nuggets. We know how unlikely it is and how few times it's happened in NBA history for a team to come back when they're down 3-1. So both teams are going to be coming out of the gates absolutely flying, I think, in this game. The Jazz know that if they can get the Nuggets into a 3-1 position, they've got a massively good chance of managing to win the series, which would be really impressive for the Jazz against a a Nuggets team that definitely has more talent than them when they don't have uh, Bogdanovich with with the Jazz right now. This is a must-win for the Nuggets. You're going to have to see Michael Porter Jr. step it up on both ends of the floor. Jamal Murray can't afford to be inconsistent in this game. He's going to have to step it up. This is a must-win for the Nuggets. If they don't win, 
today, then I think the Jazz end up winning 4-2. I think the Nuggets would still get another game back, but I think the Jazz would end up winning 4-2. If the Nuggets do win today, I think that series could go either way. I think the Jazz probably have more about them as a team in terms of a we-want-to-win mentality. I don't know why. I just don't get that from the Nuggets. I get it in the regular season, but I don't get it so much in the playoffs. I don't feel the... Maybe I just don't feel the confidence that we're a championship team or we're deserving of being here. I feel like teams like the Mavericks have more of that attitude than the Nuggets do. So that series could go either way if the Nuggets end up winning today. But if the Jazz win, Jazz 4-2. Rockets Thunder, as I mentioned, I think the Rockets are going to end up winning in five just because of the way that they've been playing defense. They're going to shoot the ball better. I don't think they'll have two bad games of shooting in a row. Uh, and Lakers Trailblazers mentioned that already. So an, an interesting position that we find ourselves in. I think that likely, you know, the, the Nets get kicked out. But the Nets are in a great position for next year. They have a great group of young guys who have proven that they can hang in the playoffs. They can't necessarily close or win a game. But they can put up decent performances. It's good experience for guys like Harris LeVert, Jarrett Allen. And then you've got a great group to put around them. You've got Joe Harris, you've got Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, DeAndre Jordan. The Nets are going to be real contenders in the East next year. Really excited to see that happen. As I mentioned, the 76ers, very interesting things are going to happen there. The Mavericks are really an interesting position for the offseason. They've got plenty of cap space, and while much of that, I imagine, will be being saved for uh, the potential to sign Giannis next year. The Mavericks are really one sign away, in my opinion, from being real, real contenders. And I don't know I don't know who that is yet. I think that it would be great for them to have um, another guy sort of the size of Luka, maybe a little bit bigger, to play um, on the wing position. It needs to be someone who continues to stretch the floor because obviously the three-point shot is so important to them. But a small forward with great defense is really what uh, the Mavericks need in order to be true contenders. So we'll see if they're able to pick that up in the offseason or whether they'll just stick with this group until the better free agency period of 2021. I think the Mavericks also need another playmaker uh, to come off the bench for when Luka isn't on the floor. And I think that... If they could pull it off, I actually think that Fred Van Fleet would be a great pickup for the Mavs, and I think that he would fit into their system incredibly well. Um, and I think that you could play him as the six-man. I don't think he necessarily has to start. I think that he could just be a perennial six-man-of-the-year candidate if you put him on their Mavs team. I like that look for them, personally. I, I think that would be great for the Magic I won't lie, there's not a lot going to be happening for the Magic in the offseason. They're going to try and continue to develop the, their young talent, but obviously that's difficult now that Jonathan Isaac tore that ACL. Uh, you've got Markel Fultz, who continues to be a work in progress there. Not likely they're going to have any big free agency signings. I guess they need to figure out what they're doing with Aaron Gordon, because really he's not worthwhile to keep around at this point. Invest in Vucevic, I guess. He's, he's a really good talent, I think. Go ahead with him. The Pacers in another interesting position. What do they do with Victor Oladipo? Is he worth trying to trade away? Like, is it? Do you want to sign him to an extension and then trade him? I don't know. It it it's strange for them. They're not gonna have big free agents signing in Indiana. Not the biggest of the big anyway. 
Malcolm Brogdon is still such a nice piece for them. Devonta Sabonis and Miles Turner. Maybe you need to make a decision at that point. At some point, anyway, which one of those guys you want to continue with. Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. We've got a fun day of basketball coming up today, though. Can't wait to watch Celtic Sixers, uh, where the Celtics likely go away with the sweep. I'm mostly just looking forward to that because I want to see the 76ers uh, blow up what's going on right now and actually do something interesting with the roster. Clippers Mavericks, uh, if Luka isn't playing, as I mentioned, it's the opportunity for the Clippers to go up 3-1, and I think likely they will do that. They'll go for blood. Then after that, Raptors Nets, Nuggets Jazz. Nuggets Jazz probably going to be much more interesting. It's a decent game to have on later in the evening, but we probably get the uh, the best two games of the day coming up first. So recommend you tune into those. I will be back tomorrow, of course, with... Uh, everything you need to know about yesterday's games, we likely will have a couple of first-round series wrapped up by that point. Uh, at least two, in my in my uh, thought. Likely, Celtics and Raptors will be getting ready to face each other in round two at that point. So that's really exciting. Uh, we'll be talking about the games that are happening tomorrow, as well as all the injuries you need to know about, of course. Thank you so much for listening. I will speak to you tomorrow.